0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program. And every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal
2: medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. Yes, good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of Healthy Matters. We're doing an open line show today. If you're familiar with uh, the show, that means you drive the show. Your questions via phone or text uh, to uh, Dr. David Hilden, your host. And uh, again, we're not talking about any particular topic. Good morning to you,
0: Dr. Hilden. Good
2: morning, nice Denny. Nice to see you again on this hot day, or it's about to be. It is well, look, day. it's already 78.
0: It's already 78. It's this early in the morning. Yeah, it's good to see you. Good morning, everybody. I hope you can all stay cool today.
2: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. I want to throw out our phone number because the phone number and the text number are now the same. So if you want to call in your health question for Dr. Hilden, 651-989-9226. And again that's the same number for your text messages to the doctor uh, 651-989-9226. Uh I would as a guess I don't know if uh, if the hospital had uh, many folks coming in because of heat related injuries yesterday but uh, what 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 are some of the symptoms what should we watch out for?
0: Yeah it's a, it's a good thing to be careful of on on days like this you know um the hospital does get busier uh, we're a trauma center where we do a lot of different services at Hennepin, but we're also a trauma center, which means the it's the emergency department is one of the largest in the well in the country actually, but it's certainly around this metro area and all the way out uh, in the five state area. So we get a lot of people coming in with um, summertime related injuries and illnesses, and one of those is definitely the heat. And I'm a I'm a, we're a lot of us uh, a northern guy and and don't don't uh, like heat so much. But uh, for so for us, when it gets to be heat index of over a hundred, I think you were yes, saying exactly. for the upper Midwest, and that's that's dangerous. It's particularly dangerous to people who are vulnerable in other ways. In other words, small children, your babies, your infants, your toddlers, and um, older adults who maybe are are in warm rooms and don't have as much mobility and don't have the ability to get to coolness quite as well. So at the extremes of age. Anybody with a chronic medical illness, those people are more vulnerable. So, we do probably the best thing you can do is, is um, check up on each other. You know, yeah. Check up on your community. Maybe you have a next door neighbor who is, you know, an older adult who's maybe living alone. Or, you know, go check up on her or him and make sure. That's one thing. Because you remember there, I think it was in Chicago a few years ago, there were all these elderly folks living in uncooled apartments and many of them were having heat related mm-hmm. injuries. Yeah. The, you asked about the symptoms. That's a good question, Denny. If you are feeling lightheaded or woozy, maybe even others are noticing you're getting a little kind of confused. Um, those are signs of heat illness. And if you're getting really dizzy and starting to pass out, you need to get some assistance. And primarily what you need to do is get your body cooled off and you need to get some fluids in you. And either do that in your own kitchen or, you know, drink some water and get cool. Or sometimes you have to go to the emergency department for that.
2: Mm. And another thing too is just as you were giving us uh, some, uh, some some good words about uh, vehicles don't leave pets or kids or anybody else in uh, unattended vehicles uh, I mean For even, even in time. 70 degree weather let right. alone 93
0: I, so. I don't know the numbers but some I heard or read somewhere that the inside of a vehicle can get to well over 100 110 120 degrees sure don't leave your pet or your child or <laughs> in your car for any length of time, not even any, you know, I sympathize with parents. I remember when our kids were little, you're just running into the store. Yeah. I'm going to just lock the doors. And yeah. leave my, my kid in there. I'm going to be out in two minutes. No, 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 no. Same with your dog. That cracking of the window, that doesn't work. Nope. It's not enough, not enough at all. And, um, and for those who have to work outside or exercise outside, you know, you know, and many listeners know I like to run. Yeah. Um, well I do run i don 't know if I like to run uh, I think I like it and but doing things exercising in the heat or working in your yard, just make sure that you're uh, you 're staying well hydrated and you 're staying in the um, if you, you do it in bits so if you 're outside for a great long period of time you 're more at risk of heat related injuries, and some of them can be very severe it can be life threatening if it gets um, if it gets too too much. And the other thing is um, it's so uh, humid. It's so muggy out that your body doesn't cool itself quite as well. Your body is a, is an interesting, uh, interestingly designed cooling system, and it's just really good at doing this, but it can't do it as well when it's humid out. So, for instance, your heart makes heat. It's a pump. It makes heat just like your engine in your car makes heat. Your body metabolism makes heat. It has to be dissipated somehow. So the body dissipates it primarily through perspiration. So it, those, it just when water evaporates off of your skin, it takes heat with it and you stay cool. But when that happens, the price of perspiration is that you lose body fluid. And if you don't replace that body fluid, you can't perspire as well. And if you can't perspire as well, you can't stay cool and it gets in this vicious cycle. And on humid days, perspiration is less efficient yeah you know, the the water just stays on your skin it doesn't yeah. it doesn't go out into the air so humid days are even worse it it makes your body's very good perspiration system a little less good is
2: it hard sometimes to know that you need to be more hydrated can can you not be hydrated enough and you think well i'm not even thirsty
0: yeah exactly it can be in general i always tell people in your daily life drink when you're thirsty and it's a pretty good barometer of when you need to yeah. to drink fluid but it's not it is not so much on days like this. You'd be shocked at how much more water your body needs than you might be um, aware, aware of. of. Yeah. Or you're just forgetting about it. You're out working in your yard. You're, yeah. You've been out there a couple hours and you just kind of forget. And your body's doing its best. But you need to don't wait for two, three, four hours. You know, drink Drink, especially water. The best thing to drink is just water. All right.
2: 651 if you're just joining us, this is an open line version of the show. That means your phone calls and text messages. Uh, you know, we always tend to get busy, so don't wait if you have a general health question for Dr. Hilden. Call it in or text it in, 651 Those are the numbers to use for either the call or the text. Tell you what, let's go to the phones. I think Dick has been waiting there in South St. Paul. Dick, what is your question for Dr. Hilden?
3: Morning, gentlemen. We have a... Uh, last night in church, so we you know, before mass, we had a little discussion with a bunch of uh, people on the shingle shots. And we followed your instructions. We got them the other day, with the second one the other day. But some of the other ones said their doctor said not to get them. Hmm. Our doctor said to get them. You said to get them. That's the first question. And then the second one is I felt good. My wife doesn't feel all that good because of it.
0: Yeah, those are great questions, Dick, and thank you for your call. It's a good conversation. I'm glad you're having that yeah. conversation in your um, in your life. Um, I still recommend getting it. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not sure why any doctor is not recommending it. Um, the shingle shot is not particularly controversial in the medical community. The downside of the shingle shot is almost exclusively cost and availability, which uh-huh. have nothing to do with the medical aspect of them. In fact our clinic, which is a decent sized clinic we i think we have five hundred thousand clinic visits at Hennepin every year, something like that we even have trouble getting it um because it's a market it's a function of our market system, and large chains of uh drug stores and huge healthcare systems buy it all up and there's not enough of it and so getting uh getting um getting the product has been a hard thing, and then it got expensive. I think we're getting beyond a lot of that now, and I think it's becoming more available. I don't know what the downside is medically, though. I can't think of what that would be. I can't think of why a doctor wouldn't recommend it. Shingles is a very, I'll use the word very, it's a very common thing. For most people, I think it's, you know, it's minor for most people. Minor, in other words, you get a pretty nasty rash that hurts. Um, It lasts a week or two or three, and then it goes away, and you're fine. So it's a bother. But it's not just a bother for some people. For some people, it's a major problem. It can lead to a lifetime of what we call post-herpetic neuralgia, which is a damage to the nerves. It damages the nerves, which then hurt you forever, or many, many, many months. And it's like you have a burn. Imagine like a sunburn on your skin in one area of your skin forever. That is a real bummer. And and so you want to avoid that. So shingles can be a big deal. It's also a very big deal if it's in the nerve by your eye. It can cause um, real eye problems, including blindness. And this shot is safe, and it's one of the most effective shots I've come across. It is really good. We had a shingle shot about 10 or 20 years ago, which was pretty good, and we were recommending that. The new one isn't just pretty good. It's really good. So I do recommend it. It is a two-shot series. I do recommend it. I don't think there's much of a downside, and it's so easy. You don't even have to take much of a medical history. Are you a living, breathing human being? And if you're in your 50s or certainly in your 60s, that's kind of the criteria. We don't have to know a whole bunch about did you have chicken pox or any of that. You can just get it. Um, as your other question about side effects, they're very uncommon. Uh, your wife might be having um, a, a little inflammatory reaction. All vaccines are 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 goosing your immune system, if you will, and so sometimes you can get a short-lived little inflammatory reaction, either at the site of the shot or even in general. Your body just feels a little, little, little bit of malaise. That should go away. There are very few. Um, longer-term side effects of the shingles vaccine. So I do recommend it for for all people who are – if you're over 50, consider it. Or if you're over 60, really consider it.
2: All right. Very good. We need to take a quick break. Thank you, Dick. Uh, there's a line open if you want to call in your question. It's an open line show, uh, 651-989-9226. Same number applies to your text messages. And when we come back after the break, we'll pick up on some of your text questions as well. It's an open line show on Healthy Matters here on Newstalk A3OWCCO. We are in the midst of an excessive heat warning, including the Twin Cities, until 9 tonight. Also, there is a severe thunderstorm watch that does include the Twin Cities till 1 this afternoon. Right now, overcast 93 will be the high today in the Twin Cities, currently on CCO 78. And welcome back to Healthy Matters, an open line show today. If you have a question for the doctor, uh, this is your chance by phone or by text. Again, same number applies, 651-989-9226 if you want to call it in. Or send a text, again, 651-989-9226. Uh, again, open line show. That means your general health questions. We do have some text messages.
0: Should I take some of these, yeah, Danny Yeah, let's we'll, do that. While we, uh, uh, I'm going to stay on the shingles topic just okay. for a little bit because uh, that's what I was talking about before the break. Uh, and there are several, quite a few actually, um, texts about shingles. It's funny how that becomes a big topic. Um shingles does it's a uh, um I think that might be a little commentary about how common it is. I wish I had the numbers off the top of my head, but I think it's something like one in four people are gonna get shingles in your life and in the medical community that's huge that's very common um so I'm just going to say a, a, a one more or two more things about what causes it and then get to some of these texts. Shingles is caused by the same virus that causes chickenpox it's the virus is called v z v varicella. Zoster virus. It's in the herpes family of virus, and as many of us remember from childhood, you get, it causes chickenpox all over the body. But when you get chickenpox, the virus doesn't go away. It lives in you forever, which is a really nice thought, isn't it? <laughs> that that virus is living in your nervous system, in your spinal column, and it just stays there forever and doesn't do anything in your lifetime until. Such time, 10, 20, 30, 40 years later from chicken pox, when it suddenly becomes active again. And it becomes active in that same nerve where it has been living dormantly all these years. And so shingles comes back in one place on your body, the typical shingles, because it's living in a nerve. So that nerve becomes affected. And your, your skin is broken down into what we call dermatomes. It's areas served by a certain nerve. So you get a rash that looked like the chicken pox, but you get it in a certain portion of your body. That is shingles. And so um it's very common because most of us have had chicken pox. It would be the the nerve pain that I'm talking about is what is the thing that we try to avoid. And so I'm gonna go to the text line here that says um this. Um I am just getting over the shingles now, and I still have the nerve pain. This is on our text line. So thank you to that person. Yeah, and that that person is um is experiencing the pain of the nerve. It's a neuropathic pain. It doesn't mean that it's not, it's going to be there forever. The rash often goes away first, and then the nerve pain kind of lingers. And in some people, that nerve pain, and perhaps this texture as well, lasts a few days or a few weeks. And that's what I'm hopeful is for this texter, um, because then it goes away. And it does for most people go away. But for some people, some people, you know, it never does. It can last forever. So I'm hopeful for that person that it does go away. Here's another shingles-related text that says, I've had shingles four times. Does it really pay to get a shingle shot now after all this time I had the original? That's kind of a good question. I still would get it. The new one's so dang effective I would get it, um, even if you've had shingles before. The person who has had shingles four times, though, I do recommend I do recommend you maybe see a, a, a specialist, either – Perhaps an immunologist, which is usually an allergist, to see if there's anything with your immune system that is that is allowing shingles to come back so many times. I don't think the the shot is going to do much for you because you seem to get it so so often. But that's why I might see a a specialist in immunology at Hennepin. That would be John Sweet, who is an allergist. I don't know if he has any specific specific expertise in this area, but it's worth uh, it's worth an ask.
2: All right. 651-989-9226. I tell you, you must have pardoned the nerve association. I, I, you struck a nerve. So. Uh, let's uh, go back to the phones. Linda, I believe, is first up here. Linda, what is your question?
3: Oh, yeah. My question is I had GBS all oh, about two,
2: three.
3: Anyway, I had GBS, and I'm wondering if I should get the shingles shot because, um, well, you know, they offered it at Hennepin Town, Yeah, you know, for employees but they just didn't want to give it to me, you know, like talk to your doctor, I guess. So.
0: Right. So what Should Linda
3: I'm I'm 71.
0: Yeah, thanks Linda. So what Linda had was um Guillain-Barré syndrome, GBS, named after or named by some French people, Guillain and Barré. Um, and that is a, what we call like an idiosyncratic reaction. It's kind of a quirky reaction that some people get to certain vaccines. It is not common, but it is real. Um, and so we often tell people, if you ever had Guillain-Barre syndrome or GBS, uh, think twice about future vaccines. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt on this one, Linda, because I don't know if that is a concern with the shingles vaccine. Um, I, I, I simply don't know. Um, I think, I think it's still just fine. Uh, I really do. The, the contraindications or the reasons you shouldn't get something are few and far between for this vaccine. And I, I, so I'm not certain on that one, but I, I would, um, I tell you what I'll do. I'll try to find out more, even on this show, I'll try to find out more before the end of the show, but I can't promise I'll be able to do that. But I think you're just, I think you're okay.
2: All right, let's uh tell you what, let's take another question from Susan. I think it's related. Uh Susan, go ahead, you're on CCO. Hello Susan. All right, Susan is I think listening to the radio. Let's grab another uh, text. All right.
0: I think um I'll I'll try to get back to the to Linda's question about that if I can, but uh, let's we'll move on to something else here. Here is um let's go let's go to the the first text we got much earlier in the show front. This is from Amber. It says Can I remove underarm skin tags? What's
2: a skin tag?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. It's got a medical name, which I'm also blanking on because it's a weird name. But a skin tag is simply a little overgrowth of skin, and it's a little bump on your skin. Sometimes they're little. They look like almost like little mushroomy things. They're usually small, size of a sesame seed or a little bigger. But they can get big. I've seen some huge ones like the size of a raisin or a grape. Then they're huge. Um, they're often in the underarm area, but not exclusively, but often in the underarm area or the neck. And they're kind of unsightly, but they have no bearing whatsoever on your health. They are not dangerous in the slightest. So if they're, just, if they're not mm-hmm. bothering you, we don't do anything. But they bother a lot of people because they catch on your skin. Um, women often say they catch on a bra strap. Um I have heard that more times than I can count. Um people often say they get men say they get stuck you know they they're kind of a drag if they're on on your neck under your collar line where you're tying your tie. If they're little bitty things. I mean honestly we can just take an alcohol wipe and snip them with a the scissors. But the problem is they tend to bleed. They bleed like a lot because they're they're part of your skin so i don 't recommend you take a scissors to your own skin, but your primary care doctor or practitioner can just nip a few of them in the clinic, and if they 're small enough, they can do that in your underarm one so for this texture that 's what i 'd recommend see your um, your clinician if they 're bigger, they often require a little uh, you know I would see a dermatologist they can also often do it just in their office, but they can do it in a controlled setting. Um, if it does bleed, they can control the bleeding. And so I would have a dermatologist do it if you have a lot of them or if they're a little bit larger.
2: All right. I tell you what, I know we have to break here in about uh, a minute or so. And I want to alert our listeners. if uh, We have another half hour of the show to go. So if you have a question via phone or text, that number is the same 651 989 9226. Again, same number if you want to call it in, same number if you want to send a text. We'll pick up on both when we come back after the break.
0: Do I have a second to... Absolutely. I, um, I was talking to some people in our acute care clinic, and it's something I haven't mentioned on the air, and I wanted to tell people about the acute care clinic in Hennepin Healthcare. This is what we used to call the walk-in clinic. We don't, we ask, it's, not a, it's not a walk-in clinic, and it's not an urgent care so much as a place where if you have an, uh, 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 an acute need for a same day, or a next day appointment, like I need to see somebody kind of quickly, but it's not an emergency, but I'd like to see somebody quickly. It's the Acute Care Clinic at Hennepin. It's down in our clinic and specialty center. It can meet it can do same day and next day appointments for all of your care needs that aren't quite serious enough for the emergency department, but still need some rather urgent attention. They can do headaches, rashes, allergy conditions, and more, and there's not a wait. So I want to tell people about that. The um phone number is the same as is the Hennepin Healthcare number for other clinics. 612-873-6963. 873-6963. The Acute Care Clinic is a fantastic resource for you in downtown Minneapolis.
2: And very good. We'll be back uh, with more show, more healthy matters. Stay with us. 78 degrees right now. Welcome to Healthy Matters.
1: Internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare with more
2: Healthy Matters. And Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. We're doing an open line show today, not talking about any particular uh, subject. So it's up to you. If you want to call in your question for Dr. Hilden, you can do that at 651 989 9226. I see a line is open if you want to fill it. 651 989 9226. That's the same number. To send your text question, uh, same number as the phone number, 651 989 9226. And as you can see, Dr. Hilden, we have a bunch of uh, text Indeed messages.
0: Indeed, we do. I'll take, a, Well, I think we'll go through some of the text lines. Sure. Some, of, some of these came quite a bit earlier. Just a, a good morning to everybody. If you're just joining the show, we're doing an open line show today, and thank you for tuning in. A um, couple uh, little housekeeping business. Uh, as always, go to myhealthymatters.org to see the blog that I write. And, yeah, I know I haven't done a a new post for a few months, but there's a couple, three years' worth of good information on there, and I will be uh, resuming some writing on the blog site soon. But you can go there right now. And um, we've got all kinds of stuff about uh, should you take an aspirin. I've got a blog post about apple cider vinegar which is a huge topic for people. You want to learn about that? Just go to the blog site and type apple cider vinegar. Um, you can go there and read my comments about butterflies. You can go and learn about your uh, cholesterol. There's all kinds of information out there. Um, I, I put pictures. I put links. And so that's at myhealthymatters.org. Uh it's right on the front page of my hospital's website, too. There's a picture of uh, me. Uh, I think you might be on there, too, Denny. I'm not sure. Oh, really? Yeah, if you go to HennepinHealthcare.org, there's a picture of us from, or at least of me, from the from the studio here. And you can get to the blog site that way as well. It's MyHealthyMatters.org. All right. Um, and also, I, I have don't mention this often enough. You can follow me on Twitter. It's... Uh, I try to tweet out healthcare related things. That's at DR David Hilden. That's my Twitter handle, DR David Hilden. Okay, now back to the text line here. Let's try to knock off a few of these. One that came earlier that says, I have noticed my husband bobbing his head repeatedly, especially while watching sitting TV. He is not aware that he is doing it can it be a symptom of something he's in his 60s takes meds for hypertension and cholesterol uh, it's common to have these neurologic sort of um quirky things and that's you know that's usually what those are is it a symptom of something possibly um but it's probably not something like it. he's not having a stroke he's not having it's probably not related to his blood pressure or his cardiovascular symptom or system so i don't think it's likely due to his cholesterol or to his uh um, high blood pressure, but I would go see a neurologist to see if there's something going on in his um nervous system. People often get tremors, and sometimes that can be in your head as well. Um, you know, your head just kind of bobs a little bit, it's more like a tremor, which are usually not serious. But there are physical therapists and there are, are occupational therapists and there are people who can maybe help him to be aware of it and to, to, to work on postural issues and things like that. Um, so I do recommend you just uh, see a neurologist. Here's another one that says um, – oh, I'm not going to read that one because I already did. It's about shingles. We're gonna, well, I'm gonna, I've already read that text. Here's one that says, I am a 40-year-old um, a male, uh, athlete and healthy. The question is, recently when I spin my kids in the air and I stand up too quickly after a squat position, the room spins uh, it's, and he loses his balance. My balance comes back quickly. Is something wrong? Well, I don't think something's wrong. Um, I'm wondering if it's you or your kid that's spinning around. But if you are spinning around, it doesn't matter how good shape you are, um, your inner ears are having to work really hard to keep you upright and to keep you from falling down and to keep you from not becoming dizzy. You're making your inner ears work overtime. The ultimate example of that is for me is always a, a figure skater. You look at an Olympic figure skater and watching them spin around, their inner ears are, are are working overtime, and they are very good at that. But most of us our inner ears just can't keep up. So you need to f- focus or fixate on a point on the wall that is not moving, and that will help. But as long as your balance comes back quickly, it's probably not a problem at all. You're standing up quickly, you're moving in a, your body in a variety of directions, and your ears are just taking a few seconds to adjust. It's a condition called um, positional vertigo. If you're really concerned about it, you can see a neurologist and they can look into it more, but I would doubt there's anything wrong with you.
2: All right, I'll tell you what, let's grab some phone calls as we can. Mark is calling from St. Louis Park. Uh, Mark, go, go ahead with your question, please.
0: Hi, I had
3: carpal tunnel surgery, and uh, it didn't uh, help they did an EMG and everything was good, and they prescribed uh, gabapentin. And I was wondering uh, what your feeling is on that.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, my feeling on the gabapentin is that it won't probably hurt you, but I'm not terribly optimistic that it will help. So, gabapentin is a medication initially uh, developed to treat seizures. It wasn't one; it's not as good as the other seizure medicines. So, almost nobody uses it for that reason anymore. It does have a, a, a property in which it, it seems to relieve what we call neuropathic pain, um, which is the pain due to direct damage to a nerve. So in other words, there's nothing wrong with your body. It's the nerve itself and it's playing tricks on you. Carpal tunnel is a pinching of the median nerve, M-E-D-I-A-N, which goes through your wrist through a structure called the carpal tunnel. So carpal tunnel syndrome is a pinching of that nerve. If that and that surgery was intended to relieve that, and apparently it didn't help so much, uh, I, I just I'm not terribly optimistic that the gabapentin's going to do much, but it won't hurt. I guess that's the bottom line. The best thing to do is to figure out what was causing the carpal tunnel. It's usually a repetitive motion, using a keyboard, playing the piano, jackhammers, hand tools, using a screwdriver to twist a lot all day long. Those things will make it worse. I would get a a wrist brace it's just a thing you velcro around your wrist to hold your wrist in a neutral straight position especially when you sleep wear it 24 hours a day if you can but certainly while you sleep if you can't wear it 24 hours a day and um and uh, see if that helps you a little bit
2: okay uh tell you what let's uh, go to alma They're calling from uh, maple grove alma you're on cco good morning
3: Thank you. Um, My question is, I'm 76 years old. I'm in very, very good health. I exercise a lot but I get urinary tract infections a lot. I drink lots of water and I then go to the doctor, take a prescription and I've had it four times now in the last six months. Is there anything I can do that would help me not get these bladder or urinary tract
0: infections? That is a terrific question, Alma. I wish I had a better answer because you're doing the things you ought to do. Be very active, exercise, drink as much water as you can get away with. And, and so to keep your urinary tract flushed, anytime a fluid in the body is not moving, we never consider that a good thing, including urine. That's why we ask people to, um, who get frequent infections in their bladder to urinate as often as you can because the urine literally flushes out the bacteria. Uh, uh, In women, particularly women who are postmenopausal, the the acidity um, and the whole um, hormonal milieu, for lack of a better word, changes, and so sometimes are more apt to get urinary infections, uh, um, which can come along with some incontinence and the like. So the first things I think you're already doing, exercise, stay active, drink a lot of water, and urinate as often as you can. If you're urinating every two hours, that would be terrific. So that's the first thing. Um, There are... Um, anatomical problems that can occur in older age, which can um, set you up for more infections. So I might, including things like uh, cis, um, you know, inflammatory conditions of the bladder or even cancers. So I would see a urologist and have them do what's called a cystoscopy, which is they put a short little camera in your bladder. In women, that is not as big a deal as it is in men because it goes through your urethra. And in women, it's a short shot. It's just a short little thing. So... Uh, I would suggest you see a urologist and, then, and see if there's anything wrong. If everything is perfectly okay in there, there are, in other words, there's nothing that they can fix, they, you can take a daily suppressive antibiotic. I wouldn't do it right away because there's problems with taking a daily antibiotic, but you can do that, and your urologist can help you with that as well.
2: All right. We need to take a very fast break here. We have more show to come. It's an open line show today on Healthy Matters. In the Twin Cities, it's 75 degrees. Thunderstorm in the vicinity in some parts of the metro. Light rain and windy conditions as well. Uh, We are in the midst of a severe thunderstorm watch until 1 this afternoon. Also, excessive heat warning in effect until 9 tonight. But, again, light rain, windy conditions uh, at the moment. In uh, the Twin Cities, officially 75 degrees. And good morning. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. This is an open line show today. Dr. Hilden Fielding, your phone calls and text messages. We have a bunch of both.
0: Okay, let me do a few text messages here. Here's one that I just so wish I had a great answer for because I need it myself. What's the fastest and most productive way to get a six-pack abs again? Me like me? Yeah, exactly. Just like you. <laughs> so this came from the text line. In my case, it's not getting a six-pack abs again. It's getting them for the first time. I've never had a six-pack abs. I have maybe a two-pack, and you, you can't even see that anymore. Um, I wish I had that um, that answer, but it does bring up the question about you know diet and exercise and and all that stuff. Um, the, it is not by doing sit-ups and crunches, although those aren't a bad idea to do abdominal exercises. But the whole the whole idea is just to lead a. a, a it's mostly in your diet. Eat a. Um, stay away from processed foods, stay away from simple sugars, stay away from soda pops that have high fructose corn syrup, all that is not good for you. Eat healthy, um, whole foods, whole vegetables, eat more plants, less meat, but if you do eat meat, um, it's okay. Um, protein is not your enemy. Even even um, um, unsaturated fats are not your enemy, um, uh, what's, what's not good our, our simple sugars, carbohydrates, um, those are not good for you. So eat a healthy diet of um, um, meats and uh, proteins and um, uh, whole grains and things like that. And then exercise, exercise, exercise. Um, Uh, including abdominal exercises, but uh, uh, make sure you incorporate physical activity into your daily life. Now, if you really truly want to have a six-pack abs, I do have one suggestion for that, get a personal trainer, because they can literally work on on specific muscle groups and to help you with exercises that can do that. So get a personal trainer, although that's not cheap. Here's another one that says, I just tuned in. Have you talked about MMR for adults who have not had either of the shots or the diseases? MMR is the measles, mumps, rubella. I recommend it for everybody. If you have not had it as a child, get it now. Um, uh, That I – I can't even tell you how important that is. Measles is a disease that should be gone. It was gone, um, and we have every way to make it gone. It is not a mild problem. This is a public health crisis, in my opinion, and um, we've been fortunate thus far in Minnesota not to have a big outbreak, but we're having one of the biggest outbreaks nationwide, and it's almost exclusively due to the lack of vaccination. There is no evidence whatsoever that the vaccine causes the problems people think it does. If you have not had the MMR vaccine, even if you're an adult, you should be getting it. In fact, and and, and a lot of people say, well, I don't, I'll take my chances. It's not about you getting a vaccine, uh, not to sound too um, kind of communalistic about it, but getting a vaccine isn 't just about you; it is about protecting our community so if we if not enough people get vaccinated, other people you are putting other people at risk it's so it 's not just about you, so do it to protect yourself and do it to protect your community. There are some people in the community who can't for illness or other reasons get vaccinated, and you are literally putting other people at risk if you don't get vaccinated and i don 't think that that's right so all right, now let me go on to. Should we go to the phones? Yeah, let's. We have let, so many phone let's lines. Do that. Full, so uh, let's do that. Let's go.
2: Sandy's been waiting there in St. Paul. Uh, Sandy, what's your question?
3: My question is, I've been having lower back spasms, and I'm wondering if those go away on their own or if I should see a doctor about that.
0: Um, it's a good question, Sandy. You don't need to see a doctor right away if. You're lacking what we call the warning signs. So whenever you have a back problem, low back pain or spasm, if you are having um, incontinence associated with it, like you can't hold your stool or your urine and that's a new thing, you should be seen because then it could be a nerve damage. If you're having true weakness in one of your legs, like I can't lift my leg, it is so weak I can't lift it, you should go be seen. Um, or if you have a history of cancer, um, like let's say you had cancer you know, last year and now you're having back problems. That could mean that cancer came back and it came to your back. In the absence of those things, you don't have to see a doctor right away, and that is 95% of the people who have back problems. They don't have those things. I would just do stretches. I would do walking exercises. I would do um, yoga. I would get a massage. I would walk. I would just for sure walk and stretch. And I would do that for some time, for some weeks. And if after a month or two, you're still having the problems, then I would go be seen because then they can maybe help you out. Most of the things that we do in medicine for low back problems aren't helpful. (laughs) And in fact, we could cause you some harm. And there is a, a thing that all of us doctors should know. It's in Latin. It's called primum non nocere. And I probably butchered the Latin, but it means first, do no harm. And so many of the things we can do for your low back will cause you more harm than good. So I would just um, take it easy if you don't have any of those other symptoms I was mentioning. All right, should we grab a text to, before we go back? All right, to the here's phones. a text. that says, uh, why are health insurance rates not based on fitness or diet or amount of exercise? Well, that's a controversial issue. Um, should we, as a society, charge people who, have, um, who aren't fit and who don't exercise and who don't eat? Should we? Should we charge them more? That's controversial. More, much more than I can say here. Our our health insurance pol, um, system does depend on sharing the risk. Um, if it were all just down to individual people, then you would charge that person more. But we but the uh, we have made a communal decision um, in our to. Um, to pool everybody together, and so that that we share the risk. And many of the things that people have aren't their fault. Even even being overweight, that's not your fault. And um, not eating right is not your fault. Um, you are maybe making choices that are not healthy. But so, but, but, um, it's. There, it's a fine line to determine who's, what is your individual responsibility and what's not. And sometimes people are, don't have the same opportunities to eat right and go to a gym and eat, eat kale every day. It's expensive. And so there's a lot of other reasons. So I wouldn't favor um, charging people more based on, on individual lifestyles.
2: You kind of began the show, Doctor, talking about shingles. Susan in Minneapolis is been waiting to ask you a related question. Go ahead, Susan. Thank you.
3: Yes, good morning, doctor. Uh, I just heard your comment about the MMR shot. I just had to have a booster two weeks ago, so that might be something people um, should check on if they need the booster for that. Um, But mine is about shingles, and this might get people to call their doctors tomorrow. In 1978, my mom was 54 years old, and she had shingles, and I had never heard of them. When I saw her, her armpits hung like grapes. The clusters of grapes were the same size as large green grapes. You would not be able to get your finger between those clusters, and they hung like clusters of grapes. The shingles were across the top of her chest and across the top of her back, and they hung in two sections. They were separated in the center, but they hung like water balloons across her chest.
2: Susan, we have about 30 seconds.
3: All they did for her back in those days was oatmeal baths for the treatment, and she was out of work for four months. Um, The mammograms she had were very painful afterwards, and she died at 93 and still had residual pain.
0: From those shingles. So Susan, I wish you were here in the studio with me. That is an example. Of the, thank you, um, and I'm sorry we're going to uh, we're running out of time. So, uh, but I do want to thank you for that because that was a perfect example of what it can be. Mm-hmm. She had huge, painful, persistent um, shingles, and th- this one's not fixable. But it is you can reduce your risk, and if you do get shingles after getting the vaccine, it's not going to be quite so bad. So. I agree with Susan. Maybe call your doctor. Get on the get a shingles vaccine. Get your MMR for sure and get the booster if you need to. But I, I appreciate that. And I wish we had more time, Susan, but I do appreciate that call. That was a good – storytelling always works. Yes. And that was a good story for why you might want to get the vaccine. Yes,
2: indeed. Good finish. Uh, Thank you for the call. Now, we're just about out of time. Uh, For those folks that did not get in today, we're doing, I believe, another open line show next week. They're doing an
0: open line next week. Uh, And so please call in with your your calls and your texts. I'm sorry I didn't get to them all. But uh, stay cool out there. It's going to be a hot one today, at least in the Mm -hmm. upper Midwest. And be sure to check us out at MyHealthymatters.org. That's the blog that I do for the show. How about a a phone number if you need a doc? Yeah, that's one, 612-873-MYMD. 612-873-6963. See you back here next week with more Healthy Matters. Stay tuned next for your money here on News Talk
2: 830, WCCO, 75 degrees and rain.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?